Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is Nurhadi House. I'm speaking now with Lawrence Kane, uh, an expert in sourcing and procurement, uh, the best-selling author of 19 books. So uh, today's topic is um, driving competitiveness through supply diversity. So uh, thanks for coming and welcome to Bichara Supply Chain, Lawrence. Thanks, happy to be here. Okay, so. Uh, before we start, can you please brief a bit by yourself and your professional background? Sure. So what's kind of relevant to this topic is many, many years ago, back when we were in the one-size ginormous IT outsourcing deals, I helped create the strategy, negotiate, and transition to one of the first multi-source arrangements. So instead of having one giant supplier doing everything, we were moving more towards a best-of-breed with a variety of suppliers Mm -hmm. from that handful of folks way back in the day. If you fast forward to today, I probably have about, Oh, 40 ish strategic suppliers and about 90% of spend with about 400, but there's 1,843 suppliers and the infrastructure, uh, you know, all of our IT collectively that I'm responsible for helping administer. And, you know, that's a pretty, giant path from one to, you know, over 1800. But we've learned a lot over that period of time since the initial transition, as far as I know, was the first in the Fortune 500, uh, at least certainly in the first of the Fortune 50. And learned a lot along the way, had some, you know, really positive successes and a few not so positive uh, lessons learned. But what it's done is it's helped me understand that getting that kind of sweet spot around supplying uh, your, whatever your need is, it doesn't have to be IT, it could be anything, but having an ecosystem that works together gives you a much better outcome than trying to rely on just a handful or, or even one supplier. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So uh, this is my first question, uh, Lawrence. Um, so what exactly supplier diversity is and why is uh, supplier diversity important to the business? Great question. A lot of folks just define it, especially uh, those in the United States, as the way the government looks at it. So small disadvantaged businesses, minority owned, female owned, veteran owned, things like that. Yeah. That is important to supplier diversity, of course, but I think it's broader than that. It's really making mm-hmm. sure that you're balancing the needs of the business so you're not just staying with kind of the usual suspects, so to speak, but but always looking for the opportunity to bring in new, innovative, you know, kind of fast-growing solutions and such, so that as a buyer of, of services, whatever those services are, you're not sort of stuck in what has been done, but you have the ability to leverage where it's going. So uh, other thing I would like to know is uh, what value does the diverse supply bring and um, uh, how we can take these benefits? Sure, there's a lot of benefits. Uh, you know, part of it's just keeping folks on their toes, right? So if I'm yeah. looking at 
emerging technologies and seeing what's out there, sometimes the the newer folks can't really handle the size, scope, and complexity of a company like the one that I work for. But I need to keep a pulse on it anyway, because those are the kind of things that push the state of the art for the other companies. The real trick is knowing what you need. You know, sometimes you want to be ahead of the curve when it comes to adopting new technology or processes or tools or whatever. Sometimes you want to be kind of in the pack and sometimes you want to be a late adopter depending on circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, what business outcomes do you need? How much innovation do you need? And does it come from a supplier or not? How much, um, you know, do you have security or export controls or other regulatory or compliance, you know, concerns to do and, and, and work through and so on. And so what that, what the, you know, diversity in your supply base does, it allows you to adopt exactly the right solution for your current and future need. It allows you to see where things are going. It allows you to assure some competition and, you know, finally, what it does also is there's a corporate social responsibility aspect of it as well. So you may find that, you know, if you use the, the traditional diverse type suppliers, those tend to be smaller companies. Oftentimes, there's uh, ways that you can, as a, especially if you're a large buyer, that you can help mentor and coach those folks, help them become bigger. You can create jobs. You can, you know, give opportunities that maybe wouldn't be there if you just stuck with the, with the large folks in, in whatever your industry happens to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, what can be done to make it happen? What, what advice can you offer to the brokerman and sourcing leaders to make it happen? Sure. So a little bit depends on, on kind of who you are and what your company looks like. So if you're a large, complex, multinational and highly regulated, which is like where I work, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to hire a lot of those folks directly because they just can't handle the administrative burden of dealing with somebody, you know, like us. So what we do is those strategic suppliers I mentioned earlier, we ask them to partner up and kind of mentor some of the up and coming diversity type suppliers and provide them a niche role in the solutions that they provide to us. That does a couple of things. It helps grow these these uh, really awesome companies. Also, in some instances, if I'm you know, bidding on a government contract or something, I'm getting diversity credits for it. So there's a yep. kind of a two for win there. For companies that are smaller and, you know, can go directly to some of those folks, there's some really great companies. I mean, just one example is there's a, a service desk company, BPO type deal, and, you know, everybody has a service desk. Well, the one I'm referring to specifically, what they do is they take uh, veterans who were wounded in combat and have some kind of a disability so they wouldn't necessarily be able to do a regular job that requires, say, physical labor or something like that, allows them to have a great setup in their home so they can do, you know, the service desk uh, application type work from wherever they happen to be anywhere in the country. And it's a really neat opportunity to give people that, you know, ability to contribute and to have meaningful work and to make some, you know, make a good salary, but it's specifically tailored and designed to just these, these folks who, you know, have served their country and been, in some cases, very grievously wounded in the process. There's all kinds of companies that have affinity groups like that. There's ones that uh, support Native American. Again, I'm using U.S. examples, and there's similar all over the world, but uh, ones that are, uh, you know, supporting uh, maybe Native American uh, type companies or, or that are doing other kinds of affinity groups that are really 
a powerful way to be both socially responsible as well as to get access to a great supplier at, at really, um, you know, a favorable deal. Awesome. Interesting. Okay. So uh, do you have any final thoughts or critics way before we close this uh, discussion, Lauren? Yeah. What you don't want is supplier sprawl, right? You want to mm-hmm. have a number that you can manage. And so the, the best practice there that in, in my experience is use a stratification process. You can identify who are your strategic suppliers and, and use some parameters around that and then find other players that can fill the niches that those big players don't provide and make sure that you're really looking at all the opportunities out there. Look at big companies, small companies, emerging companies, experienced companies and see what fits, but always keep in the, in the process, the value that a diverse supplier can provide and look for opportunities to engage with them. And if you can't use them yourself, network with other folks. That's how I've learned about some of these things is just by talking to people at other companies that said, Hey, we had this great thing. And, uh, you know, you should know about it. All right. So thanks again, Lawrence. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation with you. See you and goodbye. No problem. Thank you. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.